consider a waste confronting snakes on the back bite. Detrimental to cultures that they like sight. Ass wipe, catch them on stage, mad hype with a trash mic. Month later in the gutter, glass pipe and a flashlight. Looking around for something, it's still scurry. Bewildered in sight, riots, and minds going blurry. Alright, welcome to the Human Condition Podcast by Max Mini. And, uh, <clears throat> this is gonna be a very, very different um, episode. Uh, it's gonna tie in my spiritual concepts. And not only that, it's gonna tie in mathematical concepts. Now, there's a few problems uh, and a few things I wanna outline. First thing I want to outline, before I start on personal anecdotes of uh, evidence or mathematical concepts, I want to outline a fault of Google and a resurgence of mathematical concepts in Europe. So, we are told that torsion fields, and this is gonna where I'm gonna start so torsion fields or torsion wave sequences are rotational angular momentum represented within matter now you're asking me what's the big problem with that well I mean angular momentum shows in all mathematical concepts you can use angular momentum within all mechanical Uh, schematics or all mechanical uh, concepts with any rotational um, energy and and, and there's nothing wrong with it and there's also torsion fields and torsion waves as a concept in a rotational stressor on uh, the angular momentum put on a material these are all engineering concepts. These are all flatline, real concepts. The problem with it is that when you try to look up torsion fields, Google will say it doesn't exist. Now, it does exist. Torsion fields are a true mathematical concept in theoretical physics. They're not proven, but neither is gravity. Let's be realistic here. This is the problem um, with current mathematical models and the dogma that's being shoved down your throat as a uh, truth when in turn it has not been proven. This is why flat earthers point out the fault of mathematics and you're asking me what's the fault of mathematics it explains the universe well it really doesn't it mathematics does not explain the universe they have you tricked they have you tricked and you should know that given the last couple years that everything's a fucking lie everything is a lie any narrative at which you're given by the consensus of mainstream saturation is probably um, at best malevolent or uh, manipulative at worst flat out destructive and 
uh, just a lie, just destructive, and uh, swaying. I don't even know how to put it right now. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna get on. Now the the fault you're asking me what's the fault of mathematics? Well, the the universe is not infinite. It's not expanding. Um, this is a fault of the representation of geometric systems and the concept of geometry within a uh, third dimension of space-time. Now, there's a lot of different explanations to how the concept hyperdonuts um, they those can explain the ever expansion that we see when you hear um, the universe is infinite and it's ever expanding the distance between um, objects. Well, they know that's false now. They know it's false. They've proven it. They notice that uh, universe or the separation of galaxies that is attributed to dark energy. Well, it's dark energy. It's just something we don't know. That's all it is. It's something we do not know. Just like black holes were something we don't know. And we still don't know. And if you look at all of the universe, it has an innate angular momentum through rotational energy. That's just a fact. I mean, uh, our, our Earth is spinning. The sun is spinning. The sun is spinning around the black hole of the spinning arm of a galaxy like everything is in rotational energy at this point now 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 you're asking me what's the fault of mathematics well i'm gonna give you one of them i'm gonna give you one of them um now i've took him i have done differential equations and calculus i know about um displacing uh, or finding an object within a uh, four dimensions to describe the uh, factors and uh, the attributed sine wave um, oscillation frequency that is within nature these these sine waves these sine waves a perfect sine wave can't be displaced but the effect of all of matter can be attributed like even the effect of the understanding to quantum field theory uh where you hear this concept of quantum entanglement they don't know what the hell is going on well we need to radically reevaluate our mathematical models and this is just one example of it. Uh, you hear, oh, we can explain everything. Everything's infinite. Like uh, it's in our it's in our quantum field theories, infinite fin finitum, or the expansion, or just <sighs> Einsteinian method of. Um, <sighs> general and special relatively imply the concept of infinity um, this is just a flat out a misconception of a placeholder of a of a concept and a value to that concept as being 
the any number at which we need to make those theories work. This is this is the problem with mathematics. It doesn't explain the universe at all. It is not the end state of knowing to attribute a concept to a phenomenon we see without actually knowing the mechanical function of that concept. We're giving it a random number that needs to be in the equation to fit and complete the equation we have. Now, you're asking me, how can in infinity uh, be a fault of mathematics? Well, 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 well. Infinity, by a rational um, dialectic or a rational... Uh, it's where you take a number and you can replace it within, a, like, you take a sine wave and sine equals tangent over cotangent and shit like that, right? Like, you take these opposing um, oppositional functions to reach a conclusion of the value you want to give it. This is where you can manipulate numbers and to affect, and this is our progression over time, people. This is how we've affected the concept of mathematics over time. You can take, you can take infinity, and you can say infinity is negative 12. This is exactly, you can say it's negative 112. You can say it's, it has so many, so many actual valued answers that uh, infinity doesn't mean anything. It literally does not mean anything. Um, and this is the problem with the dogmatic um, narrative. This is where you don't understand or can't circumvent the consensus to perpetuate, or you just perpetuate what you're told. And this is where we're at. This is where we're at. And it's just a disgusting dogmatic principle you're told and repeat. Now, in... Rohanian's uh, theory and concept of infinity with just replacing this placeholder with infinity and making it a negative infinity to equal zero, which is infinity to... And he just does a whole bunch of replacing these concepts and sequential number patterns with infinity by infinity, and he gets to the conclusion it's negative 112. It's negative 112. It's zero, it's one, it's everything. That is the point. It can equal fucking pi. Now, the point is that this is a failure of recognition to a concept we don't understand. This is where the validity to um, theories and concepts to... Uh, Flat Earth come into play. You like the Flat Earth. If you ever listen to a real good 
a actual coherent argument from a flat earther that is not completely surrounded about metaphysical observation and they provide theories and concepts that do not bring rational uh, understanding into our uh, current model, then you'll understand. Like, gravity, is it really a thing? We, we still don't know what it is. We assume we see gravity waves, but what if those are torsion waves? What if those are angular momentum waves? What if gravity doesn't exist and it's just density? What if the, uh, and I don't know why my fucking microphone's having a little funkiness right now. Um, what if the density is really the effect we see and we correlate it to a new mathematical concept that doesn't exist? Like, Newtonian mathematics have been circumvented. You see these um, predictive behavior, but you're associating gravity with a concept we don't know. What if it's electrostatic um, inherent uh, attraction and not uh, mass attracting mass, but it's a an electrostatic charge that creates the attraction. What if the destruction of gravity is nothing more than the bending of space-time to a concept of a model of a tetra or tetrahedral or tetrahoid or te tetroid um, concept of the shaping of what we don't understand space-time is. What if even beyond both of those, it's just the compression of uh, a containment field created by, um, say, the moon, because the atmospheric gradient to our atmosphere reaches to the moon. So now there's a new theory that the the because space is a vacuum, space is vacuum, right? Well, how do we have atmospheric pressure and a containment of this gas around us? Uh, when there's a negative pressure that sh our atmosphere should just shoot straight out into space to try to differentiate and equate to the natural entropy of existence. This is the thermal, uh, the, uh, mm, oh, shows it, fucking god damn it. It's the, uh, it, it's the concept of all of existence and matter to achieve a state of uh, balance. The, this is the entropy, the natural entropy that it caused and it is attributed to all concepts of existence. This is uh, thermodynamic um, equations. This is the entropy of our own existence. So there's no reason this gas shouldn't shoot out into the negative um, ether to equate the differential of pressure. And now they're saying it's like the moon. They got all these other... This is where we're at. We, we need to destroy 
the current mathematical model and stop acting like the inherent nature of reality is put into a subjective form of understanding to our limitations. This is the fault. This is the fault. This is where spirituality was destroyed within our society on the basis that we uh, can reach a reductionism to explain all of existence through mathematics. And it's just wrong. It's just wrong. And beyond that, it's the destruction of spirituality and morality and even a moral consensus, the categorical imperative that is in place to create social cohesion. And I want to bring up a few things. I want to bring up a few things. Now, you're like, oh, where are you going with the destruction of, uh, the destruction of mathematics? I am going to uh, give you a personal anecdote. I'm going to start with a personal anecdote where... My transition from uh, one of my great founding uh, epiphanies in my life have, I think I've found an answer to one of the many questions I've had about my personal uh, spiritual journey. Um, I've always attributed vibrational states and matter to being... Um, representations of divinity through the expression of uh, residual energy and uh, energy states of our collective consciousness allows for the um, the energy manifestation into celestial beings um, negative energy creates the our collective negative energy of trauma over lifetime has created negative residual energy that manifests within our population through low vibrational states that's i've always uh i've i've thought about that for a long time long time and i still believe that but now I have new insight. I have new insight that has blown my fucking mind. It's blown my goddamn mind. Now, I was tripping in Shenandoah Park in Virginia. I was, uh, I was spent five, six days in complete isolation from any individual with any interaction to humanity for six days i think uh, before i actually reached the uh point of re-equipping um for my provisions so i could continue my journey well i walked into the woods with a uh, half um a half of mushrooms and five acid uh tabs well while i was there i had a few very important um trips very important trips um they they have my journey across the united states has founded in complete isolation has founded my religious beliefs well i have one i have one that i think i've solved i have one where um i was i don't i don't remember what i think i was at raven's nest um i'm pretty sure that's the actual uh and that might even be relevant within my trip because um, well, I was at Raven's Nest and I was 
building a fire and I was cooking my fucking oatmeal, you know, because oatmeal is super cheap and it's super easy to fucking, and it's good, it's just easy to, for a quick meal. You just gotta cook a little thing, you put it on the fire, bam, boom, boom, you got some fucking something to eat. Alright, while well, I'm just cooking my oatmeal, and my, my like mushrooms are like kicking in real fucking hard, and I'm staring into the wilderness as it reaches the peak to uh the sunset so the sunset and there's this thing called the uh it's like the blue hour it's like the hour of complete silence to the point of transition between light and dark this this time is exceptionally dangerous if you're traveling alone in the woods this is when predators start to come out this is the transition to where you need to get to a safe area so i'm building my fire i'm at raven's nest and um, my mushrooms are kicking in real fucking hard and i look into the wilderness and i see these animals and i see three different animals i see a cougar, a bear, and a bird. Now, where I landed at, thank God, was an eagle. I landed on the bird. I landed on the hawk. It was either a hawk or an eagle. I don't know. Don't ask me what fucking bird it was. Um, but these are the hunters of the forest. And while I was looking into the uh, into the wilderness as it's gaining this transition um i reached a state where all of all of the woods around me was blurring into a singularity and within the singularity was a spiral now i'm i'm literally seeing the world around me twist into a perpetual singularity of uh of a state that's uh reaching a point of zero if you want to go mathematical with it whatever the spiral i could not figure out what this angular momentum was uh trying to tell me so i I could not figure out what the rotational energy of existence was i couldn't figure out what it was trying to tell me at first i thought it was because our earth was spinning so i was just tapping into a uh, a perceived effect of rotation through my existence on a rotational uh body where earth is spinning so maybe that was what it but it was a forward momentum so um I, a few months ago, I ran across a very interesting concept of um, mathematics. Now, this interesting concept, it supersedes Einsteinian concept of, uh, of general relativity. Now, general relativity is the theory of gravity where gravity has a fourth dimension it's a it's a combination of an interwoven space-time to explain the um, existence of reality around me so like um, 
when you have a warping of space-time, you have a warping of time. The passage of time is relative based on to the observer of the effect. Um, there's a lot of evidence towards this. Right, 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 right. But, but, is there any other explanations? Well, 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 well. So, the Einsteinian Cartesian method of general relativity is a perceived effect to explain the fourth dimensional energy and the fourth dimensional concept of time because time doesn't really exist right like it doesn't really exist uh, the passing of our uh, concept of time is a relative um, interpretation to a perceived effect that should not be written into an objective reality like is it really an objective concept written into our natural existence of objective reality or is it just our mortality of our psychology creating a concept um to where we replace a missing attribute of energy or a like i was saying earlier like infinity like infinity is this just us replacing infinity to explain the passage of our own mortality this is uh this is where this is where i got to so once i saw this einsteinian um cartesian method of general relativity this is where my mind blew and i've been on this for several several months like uh for a very long time i was stuck on this what is torsion fields uh well i i i recently saw a very interesting uh article in well really a paper published in physics on science Dot org. This is him giving you a duality of a dual perception of torsion wave or torsion field to the aspect in explaining the concept of both dark energy and dark matter. So he gives you a duality of two torsion fields of the concept of bending space-time. And if you're going through three dimensions at an angular momentum, you're probably gonna create these these fields, these, these waves, right? Like, you have the Kelvin wave equation where all wakes behind a boat have the uh, angular um, degree of the arm relative to the boat's wake at 19.5 or 19.47 so it's like these <sighs> space is not nothing space is its own <sighs> medium of fluidity so when you travel through space you're warping space right like when you travel through space you're warping space right that space-time concept right it's pretty it's pretty generally accepted well if uh, what if this concept of bending space is torsion uh wakes of the medium at which we're traveling 
So we're like water. We're like, we're like a fish in water. We don't understand the concept of water because we can't escape the uh, confines of that concept. We can't escape water because we're a fish, so we're stuck in water. And this is just what space is. This is what space is. Now, where does this leave me now? This, this leaves me with another very very important trip but this trip was on dmt now you're asking me what does dmt have to do with it you just talked about destroying a whole concept of uh physics and model of physics through another model that uses the basis of that model so it's like the einsteinian method but also einsteinian cartian method of general relativity okay so we get to this, and this is what our ancients, our ancient civilizations, and our ancient ancestors have known beyond us through the representation of sacred geometric systems. Now, sacred geometry, sacred geometry, you're like, this is 2D, this isn't 3D, right. Well, in physics, there's also the Rhineman concept of geometric systems and you can even go beyond Reinman. there's multiple interpretations to the geometric shape of our existence of space so there's the hyper donut there's the fucking Reinman. there's so much there's don't limit yourself into the pre-subscribed definition to what reality is now when you go and you take and you take fucking DMT. You take and you consume DMT. You have a few effects. You have the blast off. You have the travel. And then you have the destination. So, when you take two hits of DMT, you have the travel. Where you're literally seeing fractal patterns of existence in a geometric synchronicity to the displayed outward blossom this is the transportation to the sacred geometric systems of ancient reality this is where you see the golden ratio this is where you see chaos theory of mathematics this is where you see the fibonacci sequence this these are the inherent geometric shapes that explain the limitation of physics through representation of nature. So you have the golden ratio. Not only is it an archetype to the explanation of ratio of beauty through aesthetics, this is aesthetic philosophy the the representation of an archetype through proportional means of existence this is where you see the ventruvian man this is the arm the basis of the movement of the arm on the square to the circle this is everything i, I swear to god i i think i've i've come close to cracking it and i i i'm i'm just delving so deep so deep and I'm going to have a part two because I'm not even close to finishing my part one. And I'm on like 30, 40 minutes right now. So, 
This is the representation of architecture, the aesthetic philosophy of beauty, the representation of the limitation to um, nature's prescribed um, perfect model of uh, uh, just of their the possible biomechanical um, build. So, like you see, the shell, the shell, the spiral in a shell is the golden ratio, the square inside the perfect square inside of the rectangle. This is the um, representation of the uh, the Chinese model of greater good greater evil great uh, lesser good lesser evil this is the uh what what is that fucking little the, the fucking uh the uh um little good good evil thing it's like a it's like a spiral it's a fucking fucking whatever this is all of geometric shapes in every single ancient society like beyond Beyond, you have the Celtic representation of a spiral between the tri, the um, representation of the trinity through the spiral. You have the lotus seed of a dectrahedron inside the circle to represent the seed, the beginning of life, to the transition of the flower of life to a um, eccentric synchronicity of of circles inside of triangles inside of squares all of these shapes of ancient egypt all of the shapes within any representation is an expression of divinity through geometric synchronicity this synchronized method of expression of concepts in reality is the representation of sacred geometry our architecture is sacred geometry you look at these grand structures of um symmetry and you're like wow this is this brings me such elated inherent um emotional response uh, this the torsion field no matter what you think about it because there's some crazy ass theories about the torsion field the uh, the representation of the torsion fields is a mission field of our representation for telepathy to goddamn telekinesis but but the torsion field is the spin of the atomic model explaining and this is what i believe because we we just don't know yet but the spin of and these aren't even my words this is just my relev re revelation to the explanation of my um my higher vibrational states under a psycho um active uh trip you know like i was tripping on mush i was tripping on fucking tmt i was tripping on fucking acid these are all representations of my higher vibrational experience to circumvent the limitations of perception to the objective reality this is like when i was talking about uh where does knowledge infer from where where can you begin within knowledge well 
there's answers to this in the ancient world. I'm not even going to get into that. We're going to talk about those crazy-ass concepts that uh, these uh, New Age healers propose and give as an explanation to um, um, divinity or the... uh, and I'm, I'm going to eventually start with Christianity because I'm going to blow any Christian's mind um, at the just the inherent crazy uh, coincidences that arise from the sacred geometry of all inherent ancient cultures. All right. So we're going to start with this, and we're, we're going to, you always hear like, oh, 432, man, that's like the the frequency of our brain, man, like, yo, like, you, you can heal yourself, like, this is the state of theta, man, well, yeah, well, 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 here we have an NCBI, NLH, NIH.gov, PMC article, now this is, granted, Pedro Christian Arevan, Camilla Almercid, and Marcelo Iglesio Masila. Um, I don't even know if I have that right there, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Effect of music at 432 hertz and 440 hertz. A dental anxiety and salivary cortisol level. Now, cortisol does a lot. Um, I, I can't even get into all the things it does. It's stress. It's regulatory function on um, patterns of uh, a clayus, um, um cycles, this 90-minute cycles we go through within our brain state for learning. Um, it, 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 the cortisol does so much. So, in patients undergoing tooth extractum, a randomized clinical trial. Randomized. Now, it doesn't say it's double-blind. It doesn't say anything like that. But there is uh, more I'm going to bring up. So, uh, before you shut down by not having a double-blind study, the the p-value here is pretty interesting. The p-value is 0.05. Now, of course, we already can deduce the outcome of which it's stated, where the individual is uh, more soothed under a very high uh, rate or a very high concept in it to be soothed by the 432 frequency. This is the calming, the nature of existence, the theta state of the brain waves, and this is where Tibetan Buddhist monks have uh, singing bowls. These singing bowls resonate at a frequency of 432 hertz. What did we have in our music before modern um, music was taken over by a industrial saturation of media? Well, before 440, we actually had 432 hertz. All of our music was at a natural frequency and a harmonic um, coupling to the natural frequency at which Earth stands. So, you, you have when you have a harmonics you have a doubling 
over time. So all A's can be attributed to the same frequency at that state doubled by that frequency. You have an octave. You have a fucking lower octave. You have These can be harmonic synchronicity to the natural states of existence. This is 432. This is the Tibetan singing bowls. This is the state at which we resonate. One of our resonations. Now, there's other resonations for other purposes. Love is a higher frequency state of existence, and we can actually resonate at higher states than just theta. There's there's alpha, beta, uh, theta, alpha, beta, gamma, um, and uh, delta. So, but what I'm getting at is the harmonics frequency of the doubling of an octave to a or a doubling of a note can be attributed to the same vibrational state of that note to which we understand but it's at a double cycle to the hertz at which it's expressed hertz is the cycle over a second so you have a a doubling of that, you're going to achieve the same frequency heard, but you're only going to hear it within that one sine wave. This is, this is calculus meets music theory. This is calculus meets music theory, all right? And we're going to keep going on because uh, that wasn't the best, and I'll, I'll agree, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that, but there's more. There's always more, and there's tons more. Oh my god, there is tons more. Alright, so we had that one. Here is, uh, here we go, uh, so behavioral effects of rhyme carrier frequency and temporic cueing, temporal cueing on the perception of sound sequences. Now, there's even memory sequences of which can be achieved to increase the resonant frequency of the hippocampus to the temporal lobe to create memory. Resonation is everything. Resonation is everything. Resonation is all of existence, all of matter, and I, I swear to God, we're just now starting to like get to these, um, these concepts that have been known by ancients for millennia, for thousands and thousands of years, all states of matter to the flowing of, and, you know, I want to get into, I'm going to even get into it now, uh, before I start on sacred geometry, um, oh, you know, I'm going to keep, um, I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep reading, uh, of, uh, before I start on, uh, sacred geometry, um, by aural beats of 432 hertz music, which is more effective for reducing preoperative dental anxiety. I think I talked about that one already. Whoops, my apologies. Uh, still uh, trying to find it. I'm just giving you a little second where I'm like, uh, but whatever. Listening to music tuned to 440 hertz versus 432 to reduce anxiety, stress, and emergency nurses during COVID-19 pandemic. To reduce stress during COVID-19. A double-blind, randomized control pilot study. You see, this is even a study that's randomized, double-blind, 
and has no ability to be affected other than placebo. And if you make that oscillation frequency to a subjective group without the Hawthorne effect, you can limit the perceived placebo effect to a very fine, small 0.05. So, this is what I'm saying. Like, now, there's muscular t uh, filament structures, there's neuron, um, there's neuronic, or neural, de uh, gener gen generic, or neurogenic, uh, studies, there's, oh my god, there's so many studies, and I'm not even going to get into studies, because, um, they're just now starting to understand the, like, the frequency, so there's, like, one where I was talking about, um, a couple, a couple, couple, couple weeks ago, um, and here's another one. Music tuned to 432 versus music turned to 440. For improving sleep in patients with spinal cord injuries. A double-blind crossover pilot study. But a couple weeks ago, I was talking. I was talking about cellular synchronicity and resonant frequencies in the human body. Now, I was talking about this. And this is this beyond the attribute to my interpretation of spiritual existence, beyond the resonant frequency of spiritual uh, interpretation, which is what I believe. Um, I am a pagan, you know, whatever. And we're gonna get on next next session. We're because I'm at fifty now. I'm at fifty minutes, so <laughs> this is where I'm gonna probably leave it. But. Beyond this, we're going to talk about the inherent um, parallels of sacred geometry to these spiritual interpretations of uh, representations through symbolic uh, sacred um symbols these symbols that all these cultures use we're going to talk about the parallels we're going to break down the uh the 19.5 degrees we're going to do all of that uh, and there's a there's a there's a dichotomy here that i think i can understand and i have my own interpretation of uh within the contradiction of sacred geometry uh now it's it's i don't know if there's any there's probably somebody that talks about this i mean there's people have been going on about years about this shit but this is what i came to on my own conclusion so uh, i will attribute myself to this because i don't i'm sure there's somebody that says it but the way that i'm looking up these articles and shit um, it is very hard to find this information so we talked about the failure of mathematics i attributed the resonant frequency the torsion field theory of einstein cart carton um uh, started on the interpretation of sacred geometric shapes and uh, the inherent nature of physics and reality. Um, uh, there's something else here I wanna I wanna I, I had pulled up. I gotta 
because I don't want to get onto the spiritual side yet. That's going to be the next session. This is the preemptive explanation and um, clarification to uh, etymology to explain some of these attributed effects we see and the the dogmatic principle. Oh yeah, atomic model. So I was talking about hyperdonuts, right? Well, there's I saw and I I don't actually know the person who uh, invented this atomic model. So forgive me on that. Uh, I can't find it again. Um, but I know it exists somewhere. Uh, this is sometimes that stuff happens where I can't actually find the next. Uh, or I can't find what I was already looking at, like within sleep studies of uh, synchronicity and patterns of sleep behavior um, affecting people through um, synchronicity um, EEG patterns. It's a lot. I saw something earlier about um, decoding words through uh, EEG um, synchronicity. Uh, patterns so whatever it doesn't matter um, <laughs> new atomic model where the there's two hyper donuts um, and we can see this one of the hyper donuts now like you have the atomic the Niels Bohr model the Niels Bohr model of the atomic um, Understanding or the atomic model, the Niels Bohr atomic model, I should say. But there's the there's the electron cloud. Now, what's why is there a cloud? Like it's a subatomic particle of an electron. We should understand um, its attributing properties, right? Well, 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 well. This is another interesting thing. So the electron cloud. It is a vague position of existence to these electrons. Now, the reason they make it a cloud is because during when you get to a point of uh, of subatomic particles, uh, we can't actually give. It's called the Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. This is where you have a subatomic particle and you can't define that subatomic particles representation of location in space-time without affecting its velocity and vice versa. So you never truly understand the state at which it rests. You cannot you cannot get a static representation of reality. This is the philosophy. You cannot step in the same river twice. Now, the electron cloud is the outermost hyperdonut of a representation of a compressed ring of light. So, inside of that electron cloud, we have the Niels Bohr model says it's a new nucleus, right? Well, the nucleus is another hyperdonut inside of the hyperdonut at a suspended state by a magnetic field. Well, you're saying, well, we can discover where the the nucleus is. Well, you can. You can discover where the nucleus is. But the nucleus is a tighter ring of a hyperdonut that, and this is not me saying this, because this I, I, I don't know. Uh, now, I believe the torsion fields because of my my trips 
and my metaphysical observations and what nature was telling me. So, but whatever, the middle, the innermost hyperdonut of the representation of the nucleus in the Niels Bohr atomic model is so dense that it is the only thing to reflect a photon. You can hit it because of the density of the hyperdonut that's suspended by a magnetic field, a zero-point magnetic field distribution. There's a whole company that built a, a synchronizing um, electric circuit that you slap on the back of your phone. This, this circuit is supposed to um, synchronize electromagnetic wave spectrums to reduce heat and create more synergistic patterns of uh, wave state under what your phone emits so like you always see these things where it's talking about how your phone affects all sorts of biological functions through its own magnetic field that is true that is so true you have no idea how true that is i might be able to talk about it next time but uh i think i'm already at 50 i think i'm at 60 now at this point but uh i want to i want to save the rest but the the torsion field technology is what this company puts out and it's shown to desynchronize wave state patterns emitted by electromagnetic frequencies and this is where i leave you today this is where the only limitation to the liberation of self is through the dissemination of ideas the hegelian dialectic all right this is the Human Condition by Dax Manning. And I will see you next time.